0: Welcome to Two Guys in the Bible, a conversation on culture, theology, and God's Word. My name is Eric Loopold, and today is a special edition of the episode. Uh, I'm joined by my wonderful wife, Renee Leupold. Uh, good morning, honey.
1: Hi. Good morning.
0: And uh, Dylan is uh, unable to join us this morning, uh, but uh, we are doing a special edition for Mother's Day, and today we'll be talking about motherhood, and so I figured I would bring on the best mother I know, uh, who could make it. Your
1: mom's <laughs> uh, was not available. My mom is. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: mom. Sorry, uh, yeah, but you weren't available, but yes. So, thanks. Absolutely, Thanks for having me.
1: Come all the way downstairs into our basement.
0: Yes, <laughs> right. That's right. Early in the morning. We're
1: hiding from the kids, praying no one wakes up. That's right. <laughs>
0: But, uh, uh, so yeah, so this morning, uh, just going to start off with a, just a couple basic questions here. Um, and the first, uh, honey is, uh, is, is, a, is an important, important question as far as why is motherhood important? Why, uh, as we, as this episode comes out, as we honor, uh, mother on mother's day today, um, uh, you know, how, how is motherhood important?
1: Well, yeah, motherhood is super important. First of all. God designed the family, which I think you talked about family a couple episodes ago, but it's really neat to see how God really did design the family in a perfect way where uh, there is a mother and a father and the mother is nurturing and loving and um, those bonds really start as soon as the baby is conceived. Um, just the bond between mother and baby is is really remarkable. Um and yeah. you can see how deep those roots are even before the baby is born, which is just so cool and just such a testament to God's design and, and creation. So, yeah. uh, And of course, stable families and well-care-for well, fit, well care for kids are the bedrock of our society. You see, uh, the breakdown of the family is often the result of the breakdown of the society. And uh, usually uh, the man is the one out providing and the woman is the one running the home and making sure that it, I mean, obviously you're working together, husband and wife, when that team is working together well, that's when the family's stable, but the mother's really the one at home, uh, running the household and making it a place that is loving and supportive environment for kids to grow and learn and become, you know, good citizens. And hopefully if you're a Christian family, children that are believers as well. So it is, it is really, really super important. And, um, What's cool about your work as a mom, and we'll talk about this more as we dive more into the topic, is... Mm -hmm. Uh, it really is the most valuable work that you could do because it's going to impact and last for generations. And um, really it's, it's eternal work. So um, of course being a father is as well, but yeah. (laughs) But it's not
0: Father's Day today. It's
1: not Father's Day and you'll have your episode maybe later, but uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So um, yeah, a better mom makes a better world. I didn't come up with that phrase. That's actually a phrase from mobs mothers of preschoolers that they say a lot so and we'll talk about that a little more later but but yeah
0: that's awesome super
1: super important
0: yeah yeah i mean there's so much that could be said about about motherhood and about family uh and like like you said we'll be diving into more of that uh, shortly but so it's funny today is mother's day and we know that so many people are going to uh go out to dinner Uh, it's like the craziest day to try to even (laughs) get to a restaurant Yep. um and there'll be so all kinds of but no deals. one wants to
1: cook on Mother's That's Day. That's right, no, exactly. No
0: one make mom cook on Mother's Day. It's terrible. No. but but I guess the thing is, like, it seems like the culture gives a um, I don't know, maybe like a like a like a like a tip of the hat sometimes to motherhood. I mean, there's a day for mothers, and it seems like the culture, you know, does that uh, for uh, for a good reason. But would you say that the you know does there, how does our culture view motherhood? Is it just kind of paying lip service to the idea of motherhood, or is, you know, does it value it? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this one's really tricky because it's a really tricky world out there for moms. Whether you're a Christian mom, whether you're a non-believer, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a working mom, moms are under so much pressure in our culture. I often say, like, I almost wish I was like a mom in our mom's generation or the '70s or the '60s where things were a little there was less pressure. So nowadays you have this notion that you need to do it all. Like you need to have your career. You need to be that perfect soccer mom. You need to have the Pinterest birthday party and also be a good homemaker. Keep your house in order. But it's just this tension. Um, and and obviously this is leading to moms being completely stressed out, having lots of anxiety, having guilt over everything. Um, I actually, when we were kind of thinking about uh, this, this podcast, I came across an article on, on Facebook by a very popular blogger that some one of my friends had shared. And the article was actually titled, the myth of super mom is destroying us. And the thing that in that article that was really interesting, she pointed out that you can't win either way in our culture. If you choose to be a working mom and have a career, you're not around for your kids. You're selfish. You feel all this guilt. And this is not true for everyone, but this yeah. is just kind of the tension that moms are feeling if you decide to stay home at full time uh, you have no goals you're lacking ambition all you do is you're just reduced to feeling like you're a mom and a cook and a nanny and women are not understanding their value in being moms and yeah that tension i even felt that when we had our first daughter so we i was pretty mm-hmm. young i was 24 when i had aubrey That's right. so i felt like I guess everything in life so far, I mean, obviously I wanted a family eventually, had been preparing me for the workplace and not for being a mom. So I finished college, we got married, I I got my first job, I was kind of figuring out my career, figuring out what I liked. I had literally finished my master's degree, I think three months before we had Aubrey. So I'm like, okay, now I have my master's degree. My job's like, oh, you're going to get, you're going to get more money now. Like you're going to be able to have to do more things. You have your master's degree. And then we had our first baby and, and you're home with a newborn. You're all, you're doing all day is feeding, changing diapers, not showering, barely having time to eat, being exhausted, learning this new parent thing. And you really do feel like I went through this just feeling like, is this all I'm going to do now? And like, and honestly, I, I don't know how I could, I, maybe I was just young and naive, but feeling like I wasn't contributing to our family anymore when oh, yeah. like that couldn't be more true just because I, I wasn't contributing financially. And I've talked to a lot of, a lot of other friends who felt that way too, that, oh, now I'm not contributing financially and and maybe, and a lot of moms do continue working. Um, but that's kind of just the tension <laughs> that moms are feeling so they they need to be perfect but that causes stress and anxiety because we all know we can't be perfect we could never measure up that's why we need Jesus daily um, and that we're not contributing to our families if we're not bringing in money and that's part of um, I I think which is a a totally a topic for another day but the the feminist movement in the 60s and now the 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 new wave that we're seeing now has Mm. kind of played into this it's if you choose to just be at home and only focus on your family that you are somehow less than mm. um, or that you're not doing the yeah. most important thing, that you're not living your best life, like they like the phrase they like to say, no, or you're not contributing as much or using your knowledge and skills, and sh- especially if you've gone and gotten educated. Um, so mm. there's that factor, which is super tricky and, and super hard for moms to grapple with. Um, and then there's also the the just notion and and I'm not saying this for every mom but there is the underlying thing that your kids are kind of an interruption to the life that you had started oh,
0: kind of like a burden the, or an annoyance
1: right um and this is not like oh every mom out there feels like oh these kids are just interrupting my life but mm. when you've kind of been programmed through high school college especially if you've gone on to higher education for career 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 and your goals and what do you like and and then you have this little baby who's depending on you for everything, and you can't be selfish at all anymore. Yeah. That's also very tricky. And yeah. and I felt that, too, with, for some reason with Aubrey. I did not feel like our kids were an interruption. We were super excited to have kids. I was super excited to have her. Yeah, But I did feel like, okay, I'll do this stay-at-home mom thing for, for a, little a little bit, bit. Yep. and then get back to my career and get back to my life. Get back to your life. Get back yeah. to my life and just – I didn't really do the math about if you're having two three four kids and they're spaced out a couple years yeah, yeah right. you're, that ends you're being be home while. for about a decade so um, <laughs> yeah so that's that's kind of how I see our culture viewing motherhood just yeah. this tension and a, a struggle or you can't win either way no matter what choice you pick.
0: Uh, that's interesting. Did you want to share maybe that that one you, you shared a story with me about uh, at the library. And yeah. In the story time. Yeah. yeah this, can you repeat that story again? Yeah.
1: I. It was earlier this year, maybe in the fall. I was at story time with our son Calvin and also with uh, a little girl who was living with us through at the Safe local Families. Library, yeah. Right? So I yeah. had two three year olds with me. Um. And it was a packed story time, and it's a great story time. They do songs and they get up and and dance, and then they sit for books and they do a craft. And this mom sitting next to me, and I just, I just honestly felt felt sorry for her that she didn't have a good like understanding of the purpose of motherhood but yeah. um her child was not misbehaving at all she looked like a sweet little girl and i don't know like what happened in her morning what happened in her week where she's at in life you always need to keep that in That's mind true. when you're out in public and you see people reacting in certain ways mm-hmm. but she had seen another mom who she knew and and she was just kind of this mom was just kind of sitting off in the corner and it was really kind of nuts. There was tons of kids in there and, and a little overwhelming. And she says to the other mom, like, "Ugh, can you believe this is what our lives have been reduced to? Like story time singing Ooh. if you're happy and, you know, it clap your hands. Ooh. And the other mom's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other mom didn't really feed into it, but she was like, yeah, this is this isn't what I pictured when I was a working mom. And I kind of was like overhearing this conversation. And this is kind of yeah, that's how I kind of see a, a lot of the culture um just not valuing motherhood and and having children yeah. i mean honestly even having our third kid you get comments like oh really you're having another one and how dare by you? any standards <laughs> i like three kids is not a lot of children that's true to have yeah,
0: yeah that's exactly i
1: mean true. it's plenty for us that's now. true but <laughs> no.
0: that's true yeah that's 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 certainly absolutely true. yeah mm-hmm. No, that was that's interesting when you shared that story. Is is our, is this her life reduced to? It's like, it's oh my, it's sad that she doesn't see the joy. But it's so
1: easy yeah. to feel like that when you're home with little kids and that's you're true. exhausted, and there's yeah. so much work that goes into and, it. And
0: and and when the culture tells you that you could be doing more and you better, could, right? You know,
1: living your best life somewhere else, making money. Yeah, yeah that's exactly mm-hmm. right.
0: So, okay, as as God's people, as Christians, then, how should we? First of all, how can how should we view motherhood? How can we respond yeah. to that uh, that pull from the culture? How should we respond? To that?
1: Right. Um, well, obviously, as Christians, pretty much everything we do in life is going to look different than the world. Uh, but I've learned that even as a mom, your identity cannot 100 percent be in your in you being a mom. Uh, so, as Christians, our identity should first of all be in Christ. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's important to remember that, like, I am a child of God first and foremost, who he says I am is who I am. And, um, I can't even overemphasize that. Oh, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Like that is obviously that. So that brings me to the second point is like being a mom. When I think about how our culture views it and how we should view it according to scripture and, and the design for the family, it is the most valuable work. That you're going to do really like we talk about this all the time and I I've gone through this where you think like, okay, if I went, if I had this high power job and I was a working woman and I told them guys, I am quitting. I have to leave within how long would I be replaced and not remembered, right?
0: <laughs> not too long. But yeah. my
1: role as a mom, like our kids are going to remember the things we did and how we taught them and how we came alongside them for the rest of their lives. And, and when we do it well, and it's not a guarantee, but we are called to do it well, that they're going to go on and do the same for their kids and teach their kids about the Lord. And then Mm. they would teach their kids about the Lord. And this is going to impact generations and not only impact generations. That's really cool. Like you're, you can leave a legacy as a mother, but you're impacting them eternally because The hours, and this is hard to feel like to think about, but like, they're only going to be in our home for a very short time in the span of their lives, but we get to spend hours and hours and hours and hours with them and not miss that opportunity to love them and to disciple them and to model for them what Jesus looks like. Um, hmm. I was, the verse that I really, really like to focus on is Colossians 3, 17. And, and that's just, and whatever you do in word or deed, and you mm-hmm. can pull it up and mm-hmm. see if I'm quoting it exactly. Oh, yeah, um, fine. do it unto the Lord and not unto men. So just really view whatever work God has put before you. So if you're a young mother mm-hmm. or a mother, like, and you're home with little kids or you're, you know, you're working and you have little kids or you're some combination of the two, like the work that God has put before you right now, like that is your life's biggest work. And um, that is like work is a good thing. I I feel like we kind of think of work like just as something that we have to do, but work was actually given to Adam and Eve before the fall, right? So um, we were created to work. And when you're a young mom, it feels like the work is thankless, um, but and underappreciated and you're exhausted but like mm. we need to persevere and know that like this is the good work that god has put before me right now i'm gonna do it to my best of my ability because i'm doing it unto the lord not for anybody else um and and kind of just choose to have joy and contentment and and gratitude i mean the just the fact that you're able to have children is a huge blessing so um That's not true. to treat our blessings like burdens which I think I heard in a Bible study I did or a book which really really was a good little phrase like I don't want to treat my blessings like burdens and as a Christian mom we need to view these little children as blessings from God that he's given us and that we have, you know, an obligation to disciple them and, and a big responsibility but we can have so much joy in in doing that work that God has given us because it will have eternal benefits well it's it's eternal either way whether and 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 we can't change our children's hearts and that's kind of hard to grapple with because even as a christian you still want to control everything but you know that god has to be the one who even has complete control over whether your children decide to follow him and um Mm.
0: like like yeah i was thinking when you're when you're talking about that was psalm 127 which is also a very powerful psalm and at the last half of it, it says children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver <laughs> with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks to his enemies at, in the gate. And so certainly the Bible, yeah, it speaks of children as a, as a blessing, yeah. as a reward, as a, as, a, as a sign of favor from God. Um, and then like you said earlier about us uh, making disciples i mean God, jesus does command us to make disciples of all nations and uh, who who better to disciple yeah. than people who are actually in our home for 18 right 18
1: right years. i just finished a bible study at church on on sharing the gospel and sometimes you know you get frustrated you're like man i didn't i didn't really get to share with anyone like in my day-to-day it just doesn't happen and then you're like wait i have three little kids and we just had a fourth little girl in our home for seven weeks who was three years old through safe families and like I get to share the gospel with them every day over and over again. And not just like, Hey kids sit down and let's talk about how Jesus died for you. But like you can bring the truth of God and the gospel into everything. Like driving down the road, you see a beautiful, like the sunset or something. You're like, kids look, this is so beautiful. Look how God created this. Or like stop Mm -hmm. and look, we're at the park and like, look, this tree is flowering. It's so beautiful. How blessed we are that God, God gave us this beautiful creation for us to enjoy so um yeah i had that written down too it is a privilege to raise our kids and we get to disciple them and train them and enjoy them it's not always enjoyable it is like super sanctifying work which we're gonna get into in in, oh, yeah. in the next question i think but um yeah we're, we're we're to enjoy them and we're to see them as like the good work that god has put before us and um, it's the best work that we could possibly do.
0: Yeah. And like, like any work that is out there, it has its, it has its difficulties. I mean, we know that, like you said, work was there from the beginning and because of sin now there's oh, yeah. a, there's a, there's a toil in, yep. in work that Adam has. And, and I think all of us have, and certainly in motherhood, there's a, is a, is a work. Yeah. It's a struggle and a toil at the same time. So, what are some of the what are some of the the struggles about yeah. mothering, especially if you're trying to mother in a, in a biblical way. way? That's right. Yeah.
1: Man, the struggles. There's a lot. There's a lot. I, I think the biggest thing is just I, that I realized is these little people. It doesn't take long that they test you beyond what you've ever experienced before. I I just think <laughs> about like before having kids, I. I didn't think I was an angry person. I didn't think I was easily frustrated because who are you interacting with? Like, yes, there's people in your lives who are annoying and and hard to deal with, but like on my regular basis, like of just, you know, being married to you and and having our church in our small group and then having my coworkers at my job. I mean, yes, someone might do something to annoy you, but like, literally no one had ever invoked like the type of anger that comes when you've told a child five times to put yeah. their shoes on and you're already late for where you're going and they're off like picking flowers in the backyard and or just wrestling like with the sibling or wrestling. <laughs> yes. Fighting with each other. So yeah, it, motherhood. And I think parenting in general brings your sin to the surface it amplifies your own sin like more than anything i've ever experienced so that is definitely a struggle uh just just realizing like wow i can be really angry i i can be really um not slow to speak but quick to anger and Mm -hmm. i can get frustrated and and i can sin against my kids in ways i i've probably not sinned against adults like not in anything like yeah it, it's that's well,
0: and that makes sense because i mean when i go to work i mean everyone has sinners at work because we're all sinners but when i go to work the sinners i work with they know how to they can use the restroom themselves and right they can dress themselves and they kind of right. know how to behave and they might sin against you but it's not like with, with parenting i mean you're facing the unrestrained sin of of human of other human beings yeah I, I think
1: <laughs> anyone who believes in that uh what is the, the like the tabula rasa like that we're all born just completely
0: uh, neutral neutral
1: yeah i don't i don't think anyone who came up with that theory is is was a parent because you can see so early on with that little baby that they want what they want and they're selfish and but anyway yeah so so some of the struggles is that just dealing with like, okay, is this bringing out my sin in ways that I've never dealt with before. So how am I going to completely rely on Christ? Like literally in every minute of my day, that's the really cool part of the sanctifying part of it that you realize as a mom, very, very quickly, especially when you start getting one, two, three little kids, like, you yeah. know, we had three kids under four, pretty four, four and under pretty quickly. And you realize that you're, humanness can only go so far like you cannot do that on your own like it's exhausting and i think yeah. the other thing that can be a struggle is it gets really discouraging when you don't mm. see any fruit from your labor for like a long time many when you're, many years when you're working with little children and trying to teach and disciple them and you're telling them over and you're telling them and you're telling them and you're telling them and they're still not not doing it the way you're you're asking them to it can be really discouraging and and there's Definitely seasons we go through where, you know, the kids are fighting and you're like, you know, we are doing the hard work. We feel like we're we're trying really hard to follow the Lord and and teach them. And and like now they're getting a little older and like, is this really even mattering? Like that is the definite Hmm. struggle, but it also Hmm. brings out our complete and utter insufficiency and our complete need for Christ in a way that maybe we were able to get by before, Hmm. um, before becoming moms or becoming parents on our own strength. And it really does kind of break you down and, and make you realize like, nope, I can't do this on my own. I need to surrender wholly to Jesus. And, um, there were times when the kids were super little where like, I literally could not get out of bed without praying for a good five minutes of like Lord give me strength, like help me show them Jesus today, help me be kind, help me be gentle, help me be patient. Um because mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, it
0: can no, be hard. It, absolutely. And uh I <laughs> I appreciate uh you know you more and more as uh as our family grows and, and develops. <laughs> I've come to I've come to see how the struggles that uh especially and I, I imagine other other husbands get a, a little glimpse of it on those days that, uh, maybe, you know, the wives are are, 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 you know, have to go somewhere and I have to take, you know, get the kids ready Which for school and, and get them all going. All husbands
1: should be doing that. Yeah. Just no, to it, know what it's, yeah, what it no, exactly. goes through, with, what moms that. go through. Exactly oh, you also right. kind of see it like when mom gets sick, like that's, that's, right. that's the worst, right? That's so right. there's been days where like, you know, you're at work, and and I had gotten sick during the day, and I just laid on the couch and did the bare minimum. And, and you come home, and it's like a bomb went off, and you're like, "What is this?" And it's like, yeah. well, this is what happens when I don't yeah. do anything that I normally do.
0: Oh yeah, and trying, I'm trying to pack up the kids, and I'm trying to remember like to get the waters and the snacks and the spare clothing. And you forget all the things.
1: Yeah. And As they get older, you get less and less things you need to bring. So it does. True. But then you get into more emotional.
0: It's less physical and more, me- yes. more emotional. Young kids,
1: you are in it physically. You're exhausted. And older kids are more like maybe they're able to get their own shower and get themselves ready for bed. But you're going to have an hour conversation about something that bothered them on the playground that day. So it well, definitely. That's true it definitely changes No, and, uh, absolutely. Um the last thing I was going to say about yeah, yeah. some of the struggles uh-huh. um so, uh, especially when you're seeking to be a mom who who loves the Lord. That's right. Contentment and gratitude are huge oh, no, that's big, and they're so hard. It's so easy <laughs> to like yeah. your day gets started and things get crazy and start thinking like I about not being grateful for like the blessings God has given you. So, um and the Bible talks all the time about being content i mean honestly it's a command to be content
0: everybody um
1: and to give thanks in all circumstances so maybe my circumstance is a kid had an accident at a public park and i'm trying to deal with that like you know (laughs) uh deal i mean you get yourself in all kinds of (laughs) tricky situations like and and kids getting sick and kids going through medical things and kids going through behavioral things there's so much in parenting that um that that just challenges you to not be content and to not be thankful, but we're commanded to give thanks in all circumstances. Right. And and I have found that, and I just talked about this at our Mops group, that if I can find joy and contentment in my work, which can be mundane, that's the other thing that moms struggle with. Yeah. You don't feel like you're doing anything big and important, like 99% of your life is just your regular mundane schedule and you don't feel like it matters to anyone or anything, but to have contentment and joy and be like, this is what God has given me to do right now. I'm going to be content. I'm going to choose joy. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. That's true. That's um, true. And I'm going to have gratitude for like the huge blessings. If you can stay home, that's a huge blessing. I'm just there. You could just start listing everything that you have to be thankful for. And it, it hopefully will shift your attitude on those days that are really hard.
0: No, that's true. And yeah, that's applicable in all of life. The idea of contentment and yeah. See a lot of discontentment leads to a lot of problems and and more and more, yeah. more sin in every workplace and yeah uh, yeah I, that that's a, that's really spot on. Contentment
1: in motherhood is key.
0: Because like you said, like that, that one story you shared with me. I mean that was a picture of discontent when the right. woman said. This is what my life's been reduced to.
1: And thinking, oh, if yeah. I was back in my career or whatever her life used to yes. be, that she would be happier or would, more yeah, fulfilled.
0: Yes. If only I could shuffle papers and staple things, I would. <laughs>
1: we always uh, say that. Is I that would from
0: have like my joy. office space? No, thing? no, that
1: no. That guy that's down there like no, in the basement no. p- stapling no. papers.
0: <laughs> I just sound, yeah. well, That's pretty much what the rest of the world does. But yeah. No. So. No, that's, that's um, very important. I, I appreciate you sharing that as far as, far as struggles that, that you guys yeah. face as mothering. So, I mean, this is an important question too. And I, I try to ask this a little bit more uh, in our own family. But how can husbands, uh, mm-hmm. in particular, and how can, and we're thinking in a Christian context here, so how can the church more broadly yeah. um, honor, encourage, and support motherhood and mothers?
1: Yeah. What do you think? That's about a it? great question. That's right.
0: That's right.
1: I mean, for husbands, just just be a team, you know? Uh, that's, that's so important. Well, I mean, it's important just in marriage in general. You need to be a team. But when those <laughs> yeah. kids come along it brings up so much stuff that you didn't really have to deal with before. Like, I honestly don't even remember. I honestly don't remember much of what it was like to be when we were just first married without kids. Like we were just working. We were both doing our master's degree. Like really, what was there to fight about, you know? And, but Hmm. then the little kids come along and there's just so much to decide and to think about. So be a team and, and be on the same page. And this was our biggest struggle, I think was being on the same page about discipline and, um, (laughs) just, My mama heart and nurturing didn't want to discipline in the way that you felt they should be disciplined. And um, it was hard and and being consistent and disciplined. So so it is hard for moms to be consistent, maybe not all moms. This is a struggle for me to be consistent and disciplined because it's exhausting work and the kids don't listen to me like they listen to you, but to have the husband supporting and, and coming home and being like, okay, well, if mommy said that was your consequence, I agree with mommy, you know, like yes. be on, uh, be on the same team and, and figure out how you're going to discipline, how you're going to teach them certain things. And, and what is our standard for deciding that as a team is scripture. So yeah, we need to be going into the word and like, okay, now God doesn't lay out exactly like parents. This is exactly what you should do with your children, but there is a a lot of wisdom and knowledge in there about just everything in life so to kind of seek scripture together as a couple and mm-hmm. and decide how you're going to do things so be a team and as yeah. a husband also be encouraging and and just in, ge- in life in general we forget to encourage people like you might walk away from something like even going to a bible study and be like wow she's such a great teacher and i really really enjoy her class and i'm learning a lot but we don't forget to tell people that, you know? So the same for dads, like be encouraging, remind her that her work is valuable. And as Mm -hmm. a dad, like you, if you're not in the mindset that your wife's work with your children and running your household is valuable, get in scripture and figure out how you can have that mindset (laughs) because that is super important. So um, when you're encouraging me, and saying, like, I'm, I'm proud of you and, like, you're doing a good job. That really helps me have motivation to keep the house running smoothly. And also the same, it goes along with being a team, but um, kind of figure out a system of <laughs> responsibilities, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that no one is resentful of, like, I, that is a hard trap to fall into. Like, feeling like maybe you're doing more work than your husband when he's home, but not considering that he's been at work all day. And this has been hard for me, finding the balance. Like, okay, like... How much? How much free time should each person get? When you know you've been at work, but Mm -hmm. I've been home with kids. But me being home with kids, I am home with like I do have more flexibility in my day than someone who's at work. So just kind of understanding those different roles and um,
0: like who's gonna do what? Who's gonna
1: do what? um, Because I feel like it can really quickly you can get resentful of your husband if you feel like you're doing more work than him, and and there are more husbands that need to. To help more and to to see that, like, the responsibility of raising the kids is both of yours, but at the same time, wives need to realize their husbands being out there providing for them, um, you know, they need that break, too. So, you know, yeah. how are you going to figure that out? It de- so yeah, It seems like it depends um, a lot on
0: communication as well. Like, like yeah, you know, if, you know if, I have a, if I have a difficult day at work, I should hopefully communicate that to you so that maybe you say, oh, man, okay, all right, I can... Do a little bit more today, or if the husband, when he walks, when I walk into work and walk into home, and th- and see that you know, okay, things are maybe a little more difficult today yeah. for you. Maybe instead of my normal routine, whatever that might be, whatever any husband's routine might be when they come home, maybe think about, oh, you know what, this this it looks like it's a little rough day for yeah. for for my wife. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna go. So, I'm not just plop down in front of the couch and scream. You on the don't TV. do that. No, I don't. Yeah, I've never saying, seen like, you do that. No, but it's like these are the no, things that we got to think about.
1: Yeah. And, and that goes both ways. I mean, we're talking about motherhood this morning, but as a wife, if you see your husband come home and he's not acting himself like. And you, re- and you find he just had a really tough day, instead of being like, wow, I was home with the kids, and this and this and this happened, like, it becomes a comparison thing.
0: Competition, The yeah.
1: competition, then I can say, like, oh, honey, I'm sorry, like, how can I help you? Like, is there anything I can do to take some stress off of you? Like, kind of like... The phrase, like, it sounds, like, silly, but, like, as a mom, like, maybe you had a rough day, too, but put your big girl panties on and figure (laughs) out how you can serve your husband in that moment, and the same goes for husbands, you know? That's true, Um,
0: because husbands are ultimately, they're called to take responsibility for the household and, you know, what goes on in there, you know, uh, they need to be a leader as far as... Uh, leading the family and, 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 and and like being involved in what goes on. Yes. Yes. Including discipline. Yes. Include. Yeah. So all that stuff, Like don't just like,
1: and that all works differently for different families, but I think, yeah, both parents need to be involved in the discipline and consistent in it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean really just for anything in life, but husbands just be a team with your wife Encourage her, tell her her work is valuable. Like it's hard work. And it's, it's mundane, monotonous work and, and it doesn't always feel valuable if you don't have that, that mind on the end goal of like, I'm storing up treasure in heaven. Like I'm serving Christ in my day. Uh It's eternal work. You need to have that mindset or you will grow discouraged very quickly. But for husbands to remind their wives of that too, is, is huge. So.
0: Yeah. What else? What else can husbands or the church do to support more, encourage?
1: yeah, so I think yeah, husbands just being encouraging. um, yeah, the only other thing, thing I'm thinking of husbands, and you know, everyone's different. but if your wife gets an opportunity to go to a women's retreat or go away to her family for a night or something, like support her in that to be like, even if you're kind of scared to have the kids alone and you're not used to that, I mean, many husbands are super, super good at that, but encourage her in that and be like you know what we're gonna be fine I feel like the best thing I ever did I think Aubrey was like 18 months old and Mm -hmm. and me and the girls in Vegas we went to a some kind of conference in in California and you had never had Aubrey overnight and and you were gonna be fine you weren't nervous about it but I literally left no clothes out like maybe I left some food for you guys I left no instructions I didn't try to micromanage (laughs) how you were gonna care for Aubrey and you I think we were gone two nights so You did a great job. And I think that that actually, but you like came back and told me everything she wore, everything she ate, which is so not like you and like everything you did. But I think that you really needed that trip of me going away. Now she was 18 months old. So she was a little bit older. Like you needed that to have the confidence that like, no, I can, I can do this too. Like I can, I can do this role. I'm their dad. Yeah. I didn't leave any, I didn't try to micromanage. And for women to know, like if you're going out or you're going away, like, Mm your husband is going to do things differently than you do. And that's okay. He loves your kids too. He has their safety and their best interest at heart. So to like not micromanage and let him do that. But, um, anyway, but as far as the church, so there's a lot that the church can do to support moms. And, um, yeah. and, and, And again, it goes back to the beginning question of why is motherhood important? So if we're supporting moms and, and supporting our families, then they're in turn going to be teaching their children. And That's right. it, like, I see the ministries of the church, like all affecting each other, like women's ministry, men's ministry, the kids ministry, like that is all tied together. Um, if, if the family is functioning well. Um, but as mm-hmm. far as uh, what the church can do, so our church has a mops group, mothers of preschoolers. Yeah. Um, it's an international organization. And we've had the mops group, Uh, I think this is our sixth year and I'm on the leadership team for the moms group, um, for the last several years. And that ministry is just, uh, just really, really great for moms. Mm -hmm. So it is not a Bible study. It's a little bit different. Um, But it's also our church's biggest outreach because we basically it's two hours and we have a hot breakfast that the moms rotate, bringing like a huge breakfast. And we have different speakers and different activities in our meetings. And um, it's a time. And so Mothers of Preschoolers is, is technically for moms that have like their oldest kid is. Or kids are zero to five, so yeah. you are technically eligible to be in it until your youngest kid is out of kindergarten. Um, and most moms have kind of moved on from them, but Mops is so cool because when you're having those those little years, like you don't even have a hot cup of coffee, like you don't have time to shower sometimes, That's true. you don't get to go to the bathroom alone, and Mops is like two hours where you have a big breakfast, you sit, we're divided into smaller tables. We have seven tables of eight women. So you have a small group, even within the larger, we have about 55 women in our mops group. Um, but it's just a place where moms can encourage each Mm -hmm. other. Um, our speakers that come in, it's typically all on topics of like family and motherhood. And what's really cool is our group has lots of moms who are not Christians, but we get to like put that gospel truth into every single topic that we cover. And then we have discussion groups at the table. So we have a table leader who is very specifically picked as like someone who is a a strong believer and someone who can facilitate discussion questions well for a gospel centered focus. So like our moms who aren't believers, like they're honestly getting gospel truth thrown at them left and right. And sometimes they don't even realize it. So, um, so mops is a great ministry, um, that our church, and I'm very, very thankful at Hilltown, our church, the elders and um really the church is all very very supportive of this ministry because so while the moms are in the group so we have about 50 moms in our group 55 but we have about a hundred kids registered and that's not accounting all the kids that people have that they're not bringing to mops cause they're in school. So we have a hundred kids. So we have almost 30, we have about 30 volunteers of people from our church, um, mostly from our church. So they run classes for the kids while we're in the mop mops meeting. Yep. And the cool thing about that is those kids, some of them have never gone to church. No. They've never been in any kind of structured class setting. If they are not in preschool yet, and they're getting the gospel taught to them in their classes so it's like a dual ministry where the volunteers from our church are are teaching the kids and putting gospel seeds in their hearts and we're encouraging the moms and so um and mops is also great like when people have babies or a surgery or going through a hard time we do meal trains Um, we have a very active social media page where a mom can post like I really need a babysitter for this appointment that just came up and, and a mom will volunteer or like advice and people will give advice. Um, it's just a really supportive community. So there's that. And another thing, and in Mops, we have mentor moms, which we mm-hmm. have eight women who are um, kind of the next phase of life. They have grandkids, they have grown kids. Okay.
0: So older moms, yeah. older
1: moms. I mean, the older moms in your church, are a completely untapped resource most of the time. Yeah, so I think that mentoring is also huge. I know Hilltown is, is trying to get more involved in our women's ministry with having a lot of mentorship relationships pop up, whatever that looks like. But um, honestly, when I talk to our moms at Mops and you say like, they're like, I love Mops they will always mention like, and the mentor moms are the best. Like they sit at the table. First of all, they help you carry your stuff in. They hold babies during meetings, like the little babies that aren't in childcare yet. Um, But just to have them there and to be like, I've been through this. And they're all women who are very, very strong in their faith. Um, We picked that very intentionally. Um, But just to have other women in the church mentoring and supporting the younger women. I think sometimes the older women feel like, they don't have any any not that they don't have any value but that the younger women oh we're just kind of doing our own thing and times have changed and um i did things differently but like the older women in the church need to realize that they are like invaluable to our young moms and 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 like i said our moms at mops will be like the mentor moms are the best part of this whole group like they love talking to them and having their support and like um, it's just like so comforting knowing that they're there. and the other really cool thing about um, our mentor moms in our mops group is they are our prayer warriors. now uh, all the leaders, I ask them to be praying for our group all the time and the moms and the table leaders are praying for their moms at the tables and asking for prayer requests. but the mentor moms meet on the off weeks of mops and they cover literally every mom by name and prayer. They go through our directory. Um, wow. And and, mo- and a lot of our moms have reached out to them uh, with very confidential matters for prayer. So they're kind of on the inside of like the deeper issues that are going on. Um, they, they offer to meet with moms for coffee and they're just like amazing. So the older women in your church are um, completely valuable and a lot of times an untapped resource. So I don't know, like church leadership, like coming alongside those older women and, and letting them know how valuable their input is, would is also huge yeah. in, in supporting moms.
0: So even if like a church doesn't have a, a MOPs program, right. they could still do something to yeah. encourage mentoring. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and if a church didn't have a MOP, like I imagine, uh, you know, it could it could look at other Mops programs in the area and try to find other programs or to Yeah maybe copy.
1: Yeah, okay. and now it doesn't have to be Mops. There's there's local churches who have different types of Moms groups that are okay. their own their own run things. Um our church has just chosen to be a part of Mops and, and evaluated whether that's actually honestly we evaluate every year whether is this still good for our, our group? Is this still good for our church? Mm. Or are we going to change to just our church doing their own mom's group? But, um, yeah, I think if your church has the capacity to have some type of thing for moms, um, they should. And then also encouraging young moms. So we have women's Bible study on the off weeks of yes, moms. Right. And, and in the past years we've had more of our moms moms coming, our heart and our goal is to be getting like, lots more of our mops moms coming to Bible study. There's childcare there too. There's coffee. There's not quite an elaborate breakfast, but, um, and that's the other thing I was going to say as a Christian mom, like it is so, so important that you are getting in the word. I just shared this at my group. Like Mm -hmm. it feels like a busy time where you don't have time to read your Bible and get in the word. But, um, that's actually going to be your lifeline in, I mean, in life in general, but like it's, it, it's when you're up with kids in the night and then it's kids, kids, kids all day and you're exhausted. It's so easy just to turn on TV and zone out for an hour or whatever time you have after the kids go to bed. But if you have, I told the girls, like if you have five or 10 minutes, like forget the devotional. Most of them are not useful anyway. <laughs> get your eyes. In, I mean, there are some good devotional out devotionals out there, but for young moms, get your eyes in the word because- Like, the world will tell you that you can get your rest in self-care and, like, doing more and more things for you and you and you. Mm -hmm. But, like, I told my girls at Mops, like, the moms, getting your eyes in the Word, like, Mm -hmm. learning more and more about Scripture is the only thing that is going to give you the energy to do this job well. Mm -hmm. So, um That is super important for young moms, for any moms. I mean, any human being, like any believer, like needs to be in the word. But moms especially feel like they don't have time to do that. But I was convicted, you know, like I felt like I didn't have time to be reading my Bible. But did I scroll through social media? Yes, that day. Like, did I watch? Am I caught up on my TV shows? Yes, I am. So, um... Yeah, to make time for God's word because that is truly going to transform your heart and allow you to have the patience and the joy and the Mm -hmm. gratitude and the contentment that you need to do this job well. And there's so many different ways that moms can do. I mean, some days it doesn't happen. I try to wake up early and read my Bible. I love that time, but if it doesn't happen and I only have 10 minutes before kids are waking up and I have to empty the dishwasher, I put the Bible on audio and put my headphones in and, and listen to it then, or like listen to it in the car with the kids on the way to school. Um, I've also heard of moms just having their Bible open on the table and just glancing at it or like reading it with your kids. Like,
0: We all want
1: this ideal time, especially moms of like alone, quiet time, early in the morning or late at night or nap time with your coffee. Like that's great, but that's not always ideal. So, Mm -hmm. um,
0: and then you want the kids to see you and
1: you want the kids to see you modeling. I mean, there's been times where now the kids know that I get up and read my Bible where I've slept in and Ariana had came up one day and and brought me my Bible and was like, here, mom, I think you missed reading your Bible.
0: (laughs) That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, but like, yes, that's, I mean, there's so much we could talk about, but modeling is, is huge. And when I think about, I grew up in a Christian home and all the youth group and all the kids programs and all the things my church did, like, you know, what made me want to be a Christian? And you know, what made me want to follow Christ was seeing my parents Mm -hmm. model that Mm -hmm. seeing them up early reading the bible seeing them when we had a difficulty or a hard circumstance being like let's get together and let's pray about this right now um that is what actually made me think like oh man i need jesus like i yeah i can't do this on my own nothing i mean obviously church and kids programs and youth group it's all great But none of that made me want to be a Christian. It was what I saw from my parents and their friends who were following the Lord where I saw, wow, like this is how I see my friends, families and parents, the path they're going down. And this is how I see the path my parents went down. Mm -hmm. That is what made me know, like, I need to be a follower of Christ and and obviously having a burden for my own sin and whatever. But, you know, that modeling is huge. and, And just don't underestimate the impact that you're having on your kids through the small things, the mundane things, the daily life things. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, this has been. Uh, the Time goes by so fast. This has, has it been, been how? It's long? been like forty-five already, forty-seven okay. uh, minutes uh, there. But kids are uh, gonna
1: be getting up soon. Well, no, I see but, the light. <laughs> no, but this is
0: good. Hopefully, for those listening, this has been a a blessing uh, to to hear and learn more about motherhood and uh definitely uh would love to have you on again sometime and and there
1: and there's so many resources out there for moms nowadays um but you need to be discerning like i'm saying how do we discern what is good even in the christian world what are good podcasts what are good books to read if you're not in the word you're not going to have that discernment and and the wisdom to know like what is what is the good stuff but as a mom, yeah, like get into podcasts, like read books, like challenge yourself to read books. Um, yeah. There's so many good books out there that yeah, are going to encourage you in your role as a mother. Um, obviously, along with reading your Bible and, yeah. and having a prayer life is, yeah. is huge.
0: And as far as podcasts go, pick this one. <laughs> good one. As, uh,
1: hey, the kids love listening to your podcast. <laughs> Guaranteed
0: yeah. vetted uh, Bible, uh, God approved right now. But uh, yeah. no, yeah, use discernment, like, like you said, absolutely. Um, there's plenty of uh, good there's, and bad resources out
1: way there. Too many Things out there for no, women that right. are not healthy. Yeah, That's right. Yep.
0: And if you have, I mean, if you're listening now and, and you have questions for, for Renee uh, about some of those uh, resources or about any other topic, um, you know, maybe some more questions about mops or motherhood. Don't hesitate to to email uh, email the podcast and uh, email us at uh, at two guys in Bible. at gmail.com and we can get those questions to to Renee and get and get, uh, yeah. and, uh, get her back on the show and and get uh, Anthony. <laughs> hey, those, I'm always here. That's right. <laughs> That's right. always here. Always here.
1: Right. Although, yeah, it was tricky with the mothering getting down here to do a podcast.
0: That's right. We figured it out. We yeah, find a way. Yeah. We find a way to do early it early in the morning. So, so again, check us out again at our website, uh, the number two guys in the Bible. Uh, And uh, please uh, give us reviews on on iTunes and things like that. Um, And again, it's been wonderful to have you on this morning, honey. And uh, thank you again for sharing about uh, the importance of motherhood. Happy
1: Mother's Day out there to all the moms and the women who take on mom roles. And yeah, just all those. Yeah, so much to talk about. But um, moms, grandmothers, aunts, um, women Happy Mother's Day. You're important. Yeah.
0: Happy Mother's Day. All right. Take care. God bless. God bless.